Alright. Pew, 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 pew. Hey yo. Pew, 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 pew. Um, podcast number four. Five? Five I mean four. Uh the oh, first one was episode zero. Episode one was zero. Ground zero. Where it all started. Yeah. Why start with one when you can start at zero? And zero. I love uh my favorite athletes have the number zero. Uh name one other than Gilbert Arenas. Wasn't Russell Westbrook zero for a while? Wasn't he zero for his season? I don't know. Quick. He was zero Trevor, at UCLA. UCLA, he was number zero. He was zero. Fact check me right now. I dare you. I think you're probably right. Yeah. I'll believe you. I don't know. But Gilbert Arenas, great guy. Yeah, great He's guy. not a great guy. Yeah. Better man than a football player or basketball player. Anywho, welcome to the podcast, right. everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, so this week, so uh, a student... Just dropped a bomb into group, so uh, we're gonna not talk an about actual that. bomb, not an actual bomb, a verbal bomb, or a flashlight bomb. But we could also do <laughs> an actual bomb in later episodes. Yeah, that actually, that could be coming. I mean, it's like you never know your response to be ready emergencies at all times. Uh, and then we're gonna list our top three things that we think we look cool doing, but we know we actually don't look cool doing them. <laughs> Listen, uh, so. this list could have been like top fifty. Oh man! Oh, we just got the list. We have Gilbert Arenas. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's so, it. Yep, well, um, failed. Still love wrong. them, though. So, yeah. Uh, should be a fun episode. We're excited. Hopefully, learn some stuff at the end. Some things maybe you've heard before or haven't that will help you in your group time if anything like this should happen. So, first, we'll, we'll jump into our sponsors. First, we're going to thank you again, Enchiladas. Enchiladas. Week two uh, still hasn't failed me. I had, no, still love them. I had. A, I don't think I mentioned this last pot. I had a lot of enchiladas in Mexico. Really? A lot of enchiladas. I mean, that makes sense, I guess. The, it, they were amazing. Dude, and so much cheese on them. Are you a big cheese guy? What's your cheese to meat ratio when it comes to an no, enchilada? I, listen, I'm the dude at Olive Garden that only says when because it's socially unacceptable <laughs> like for more cheese to keep coming. Like, what you really want to say is leave the block. Yeah, leave the whole brick here. But you're like, they're staring at me and like judgmentally, like they, they're starting to turn it slower. Like you still want more, you fatty? Like, yeah, like two minutes in, they have this look of panic. They're calling in for backup. We're going to need another brick here. Yeah, that's me. Oh I, my gosh! All, all the cheese, all the cheese. Are you are you the kind of guy that goes into an all you can eat sushi place, and then like an hour in, they're like, "Oh wait, this action doesn't apply to you. We have to cut you off." Yeah, listen, uh, sushi is doesn't count. I, I feel like sushi is literally like you're eating air. It's it's the Asian cotton candy. So, yeah, no, that makes sense. It just you, it's like just nothing. It's like popcorn. It's like breathing. Yeah. <laughs> As a, every inhale, I'm just like, wow, another fish is inside. <laughs> I didn't even know. Uh, some fish surrounded with rice. It's exciting. Oh, man. Hey, second uh, sponsor. Mm-hmm. This is a big one, and I think this is an underground one that is – this is this is niche. This is a niche. This Phoenix. is a niche restaurant um, sponsored by Chino Bandito. Mm. Shout-outs to Chino and uh, their Snickerdoodle cookies. They have great cookies. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you haven't been here, look them up. A, uh, a fusion Mm. of Mexican mm-hmm. and Chinese yes. food. Changing the so, food game. awesome transition with us from and, enchiladas and sushi. And, talking about Jimmy And you know when you walk into this place, they have a massive picture of Guy Fieri. He did the diners, drive mm-hmm. and dives here. Yep. Um, love that guy. <laughs> love that guy. Look, Chino Bandito is going to, as the man would say, take you to Flavortown. Do, do you think he's bummed out that his hair has become his trademark? No. Because, well, no, because think about it. Like, do you think he ever wants to change it? But now he can't because people recognize him by the weird bleach tips. Dude, but that's so – like most people have to work diligently at something right, let me, let me for it to be that. their trademark thing. Is he married? 
I'd like to think that dude yeah, is know. just pulling. <laughs> he's single. He's mingling. He's just hanging out with food all the time. <laughs> <laughs> he's pulling a lot of food oh, into man. his mouth. Yeah, I, I don't know uh, if he's married or not. But if he is, his wife, he is married. Trevor, look it up. All right, thank you. He's married, so take that back about pulling. He's pulling food. He's though. still pulling, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's, hey, here's Guy Fieri, you know, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry for the offensive uh, conversation. But his wife for sure hates that he's famous for that hair. Because she can't be into the hair. Or maybe she's really into it. Has Guy Fieri made his own gel? Oh, he should. That would be, I would buy that. Yeah. that. No. I don't even spike my hair like him, and I would buy it. As like a novelty item that I have on my shelf just to say like I own, you know? <laughs> it's like we just oh dude, top gift. I didn't mention this on the last pod. Um we, we Ooh, got listen, this is from May 17th, 2019. Oh, Trevor pulled up an exciting Food Network article. This is the, the headline. Guy for Fieri. Fieri's wife Lori says she always asks him to change his spiky bleach blonde hair. But so will he do it? He we, won't. Yeah, he won't because he like <laughs> listen, he's like, honey, I love you, but I love the money. No, and that, and so he needs to make hair gel. What I'm saying is it's a novelty time. We got the Snoop Dogg cookbook. We'll never use it, but it's awesome that we own it. So when you got it for come, your wedding? Yeah, dude. Why wasn't that on your have three gifts? I, I messed up. Yeah, you blew it. I gone messed up. Dang. Well, either way, jumping in, speaking of top three, we're going to skip. Uh, maybe I'll save a sweet Zelda story for next week. But uh, <laughs> Top plug. three things that we think we look cool doing, though we know we don't, because when other people do them, we think they look dumb. This <laughs> list could be super long for me. Basically, oh everything gosh. that I do, yeah, I look so I do, dumb I doing. I look awesome, and I don't. So who wants to start? Um, hey, I'm going to let you start. All right, I'm going to start. Listen, this is the only thing on my list that I don't actually do, but if I did it, I understand why I think I would look cool doing it, and it's vaping. So, <laughs> there's something about blowing that, just that hot air, just like making clouds everywhere, like, vape life! I don't understand why people still vape, because... Because <sighs> lungs are exploding. Like, literally. It's like the hoverboard batteries. Remember that epidemic when hoverboard batteries were lighting on fire? Yeah. No, it's ridiculous. Vaping, and people thought it was a good idea to buy them? Vaping is the dumbest thing in the entire world when you watch someone else do it. But there's some, there must be something going on. Like, when you're doing it, it's like, it's kind of, it's probably the same as like smoking cigs or like smoking a pipe. I have a pipe that every once in a while I smoke. When I say every once in a while, I've done it like three times. <laughs> and I think I am awesome when I'm doing that. But for True. sure, for sure, I'm not that awesome. And the thing that's it. super annoying is I get that the whole concept of vaping is that it's vapor coming out of your mouth so you could like technically do it inside and it's like acceptable. But when people do it inside, it, it's the most annoying thing ever. Mm -hmm. it, and like the cloud of vape that it creates, you look like a dragon. You look like a dumb dragon. Well, or an awesome dragon. <laughs> Listen, if you're doing it, you see. I, I think, think I just awesome. walked myself into convincing myself that vaping's cool. All right, let's start vaping, dude. Next yeah, let's <laughs> We'll let you know how it goes. All right, hey, so that's number uh, three for me. Number three for me. Uh, this one's hitting a little uh, closer to home just because I've been doing it recently. Uh, lifting weights. <laughs> uh, starting to get back into lifting again. Uh, as as <laughs> Look, if we were videoing this, you could definitely yeah, see listen, some, have, some really I've good noticed, results. I've noticed. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, lifting weights is for sure one because I think it's like a, like a, like a man thing that we just – Every man just feels more manly when they lift weights. Mm -hmm. There's yep. like, I don't know, when you're just throwing around weight and you're listening to like really loud music and you're grunting and like you're just like flexing, it just feels manly. But when you put all those things together, you just, you look ridiculous. And okay, example two, this morning I was lifting 
and I'm like I said, I'm getting back into it, and the weights that I'm lifting are not heavy by any means. <laughs> and so I'm lifting like these 15 pound weights, doing like flies, thinking I'm so freaking cool. I drop the weights, look at myself in the mirror, like, yeah, frick yeah, Tay. I look over, and there's this like CrossFit chick, like, dude, just like lifting 50s, doing the exact same <laughs> exercise. And I'm like, ooh, oh, reality ooh. check. Yeah, bring it back down. Oh, bring it back down. man, dude, this girl was a beast. Oh, oh so yeah, you. lifting weights, number three for me. Uh, all right, hey, number two for me, thing I think I look I'm look awesome while I'm doing it. You ever drive with the windows down and uh, throw that arm out and do the little wavy thing in the wind? <laughs> oh, you know you know the wavy thing, yeah. which I'm doing right now. You can't tell. This is audio, when you start uh, doing it and there's somebody sitting next to you, you always have to tell them, bro, try this out. <laughs> it feels this, awesome, uh, man. I am so cool. Gravity, am I right? Dude, and... It's so funny because the reason why that feels so cool is because every single movie, there's a scene in that movie where it's a dude in his like truck with his dog and his hands out the window and it's just this really cool like like movie moment. And you're like, I, yeah, I think just oh, driving man, with your looks... arm out the window, you feel you like you're really cool. But whenever you see someone doing that, you're like, you're gonna lose your arm. Do you ever want to go like give somebody a high five when they're doing that? Like well, if somebody yeah. else is doing it, like always. drive next to them, give them a little high five. I always want to let them know that you look like an idiot. <laughs> But I'm going to do it every time. And listen, uh, this brings me to <laughs> the bonus, bonus list. The bonus list. All right, so bonus list uh, is this. I couldn't think of three things, so only two things. Two things that are really hard to do out of your window mm. in your car because mm-hmm. uh, that, that ties together. First yep. off, bonus bonus list. Something easy to throw out your window is the bird. So that's <laughs> an easy thing to throw out there. You just whoop. Oh, it's gone. Uh, you can't get that back. So you, Yep. You got to be careful with that because it's so easy. You got to make sure that you don't do it. You so, know what? You know what's more degrading than the bird? A thumbs down. Think about actually, that for a second. My wife Bree has uh, does this a lot where she just throws the thumbs up at people. So instead of like <laughs> just like a, a big smile and thumbs up, <laughs> the uh, ultimate that's almost sarcastic, more offensive. Yeah. like road rage gesture. Yeah, and listen, I love that. That's the move. Give him a, a smiley thumbs up. I also like thumbs down. Is funny too. Okay. I could have made three of those. All right. So the, literally, these are the two hardest things to, to get rid of, uh, to do out of your mm-hmm. window. The first thing is uh, getting rid of like bodily fluids out of the window is tough. Uh, any spit, any puke, any like if you're throwing a bottle of pee out the window, it's maybe only a guy problem. <laughs> Happens to me on the daily. Uh, it's tough. You got to make sure the back windows are closed tight because those mm-hmm. things are coming back in. Or if you ever picked your nose and try to get rid of that booger on your finger, yeah. all of a sudden it's like the stickiest substance in the whole world. It doesn't come off. You're like, what is going on? It's like... It's just like slowly moving around your finger. It's like, dude, that's the worst. And and you have your other hand on the the, the driver's seat or on the driving wheel, Mm -hmm. so you you, you can't flick it off, you know? So it's it's, it's, it's a tough combo. Yeah, it's tough. And everybody knows what you're doing. Like, you're doing weird things with your hand. Like, it's obvious that you're getting rid of a booger. Come on. (laughs) Uh, In Arizona, especially, I always, it's the dryness, I think. There's Mm -hmm. already boogers everywhere. And I know people are offended. Like, you pick your nose. Well, how are you supposed to get the boogers out? I see nothing wrong with picking my nose. You get in there, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Dig All right, so some gold. Uh, number one thing that is really hard to do out of your window is figuring out how far away to pull up to like an ATM slash rich person community gate slash drive-through window. Because mm-hmm. every time I'm either in there way too tight, yep, or I'm way too far away awkwardly, and you have to like, you feel like, do I just? Like get all the way out of the window, like to my waist to get this, or do I open the door and try to squeeze around? Yeah, exactly. Or do I have to back up and like reattempt to do it again? I and that's the problem I run myself into. I'll, I'll like I'll just back out and I'll do this again. I'll, so I'll back up and I'll I'll do literally yeah, put myself in the same again. position, yeah, and, and now the, I look like an idiot. The people, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. And yep. so that's honestly the only reason uh, I don't live in a, a gated community is, is for that reason. It's, it's not because we can't, can't afford, afford it. it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Look, me and Jake make a lot of money. If we wanted to live in a country club, we totally, we totally would. would yeah, exactly. Club. Yes, that's a sure. good bonus list, man. Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to the real list here. Number two for me. You know, I wrote this one down, and in retrospect, I think I am still cool doing this. But whatever, making TikToks. Uh, again, subtle plug. Uh, TJ all day. Follow us on the TikTok. But it's one of those things. Look, if you don't know what TikTok is, look it up. But if you do know what it is, um, it, it's taken the web by storm. It's going to make Instagram an afterthought here in, in like the next year. But when you make a TikTok, it is the most intoxicating thing you will ever do. Mm-hmm. But the moment you post it and you rewatch it a few times, you feel foolish. Yeah. You feel dumb. And you realize that only three people saw it. Yeah, and you, real- <laughs> you, you realize that it didn't reach globally like you thought it would. Mm-hmm. Every TikTok you make, you think you're going viral. Oh, for sure. But the thing that, here, look, humble moment. The TikToks we make is far better than anybody else. Listen, that is a humble moment. We're making way better content. It's offensive to me that they're not I'm viral. I'm so pissed <laughs> at some of these famous TikTokers because the stuff they make is not creative of all. It's not creative. The stuff we make, gold. Great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen, we're not patting ourselves on the back at all here. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Uh, number one for me is uh, sunflower seeds. <laughs> there is something about sunflower seeds that I feel like I'm a I'm a man. I feel like yep. I'm I'm doing things. I feel like I'm probably like farming a field somewhere. But in reality, I'm just sitting in my car and I have a cup of like spit next to me. Uh, so I guess this could be like yeah. chewing tobacco, but I don't chew tobacco, so I use sunflower seeds. And I like put a bunch in. I'm like, I'm really awesome. I can get rid of the, all the shells and then spit it in. And really, my wife's just horrified the whole time. But I'm convinced it look awesome. Have you ever tried to spit one out the window? on like a freeway and it flies back and hits you in the eye yeah that that, it should have been on my sure list hasn't should happened to me <laughs> never has happened to me when i was a little don't kid, try to spin them out the window it's it was tough. either seeds or like the big league chew when i was like in fifth grade played baseball and i like pretended like i chewed like all the big <laughs> leaguers it was great uh number one for me um and, and this this is really like just because of who i am in stature i'm a, I'm a small white dude uh listening to rap music and not not only that but but when I choose to listen to rap music and how I listen to rap music, I think I'm so cool when I'm picking a buddy. I do this. I'm Jake. I'm going to have an honest moment with you. And you, you probably sniffed this out from the get go. When I was getting to know Jake and like we had a carpool places, I made sure I was like, when I picked him up, rolled in front of his house, I was listening to like Travis Scott and listening it to like max volume. Like, oh, sup, dude. What's up, bro? Oh, uh, yeah. Just casually listening to I'm way Travis Scott than old guy. at 830 in the morning. I'm relevant. <laughs> Please, really what it came down to was, I wanted Jake to like me a lot. Yeah, and uh, it worked. So I, <laughs> I remember coming home many nights and, man, that guy listens to cool music. <laughs> he listens to Travis Scott. And I just imagine Brie listening to this, shaking her head. No, she hates it. I tried to listen to Lizzo during Cleaning the Dishes last night, and she yep. shut me down. Yeah. Oh, I freaking love Lizzo, dude. But yeah, listening to rap music on max volume, uh, especially when you have your windows down and you roll into a public setting. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know the people that are going to be there, so you intentionally just just ramp up the experience. So that's my number one. All right, hey, so we're going to jump right into uh, kind of the question for today. And it's basically this idea, hey, so someone dropped a bomb into our group time. And so uh, a, a bomb could 
be a bunch of different things. Um, and we made some jokes about what it isn't in the beginning. But what, what are some examples of things that we would say like are a bomb in group time? Yeah, I think a few of them. Um, and, and these might uh, hit pretty close to home with things that might have been happening. We just had homecoming yeah. and we, we just had um, a lot of things happening with that. But um Coach, I just got I just got drunk, right? Like I just I went to a, I went to this massive party, um, and uh, got completely hammered. Um, or uh, hey, this is going on. Um, I'm, I'm doing this drug. I'm, I'm smoking weed. I'm I'm taking this pill. Um, I think those are a few that are pretty close to home that are happening currently, mm-hmm. um, hey, especially uh, like just the time of the year and things that are going on. Yeah. Uh, hey, slept with my girlfriend slept, last yep. night or boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I mean something like that. Hey, we're having sex. Um, basically, we're doing things that are inappropriate, and we think of those like obvious, like shock value type things. Some ones that might be a little bit different than that uh, would be like, hey, I think I mean, maybe someone in your group uh, like admits to being homosexual. Yeah. Like, hey, I uh, I think I hey, I like a girl. I like a guy. Um, maybe maybe it's something along the lines of like. Hey, I don't believe in God and That's it's just, it's one. out of nowhere. And this person's coming in group for a while and they say this thing, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's something even less like, uh, I don't want to, I want to, I'm going to put quotes around the word negative, um, but shocking, but more of like, Hey, so like my dad died yeah, or my parents are going to divorce. Um, and and, and there are there are a ton more examples of things that uh, you as a coach, you're jumping into group time and you're going around the circle and you're just maybe sharing. Uh, we have some groups that share like highs and lows from the week, which is an awesome way just to get everybody to share in the beginning and then transition um, into group time. And, and you're not expecting anything deep or heavy. And all of a sudden someone says something that's kind of like takes takes you aback. And yep. so uh, this could be a lot of different things. And so we're going to talk through, I think that there's really just three things we got to make sure we do uh, when this happens. And, and, and before we do that, I'm just going to say this. This is really for for us in our ministry. We, we want to live with this in mind. Hey, our goal as coaches is for our students to have heart change, not behavior change. Yep. And, and, and obviously what this means is, is we know that behaviors are a great reflection of the heart. And so by someone it, it, like telling us the behaviors they're doing or us seeing those behaviors, it does give us a glimpse into their heart. Um, but for a lot of us, like it, it's not enough just to fix behaviors. We have to fix the heart behind it. And so I think that does help you um, respond with grace in some of these scenarios. But uh, the first thing we got to make sure that we do is what? So the first thing that you need to make sure you're doing as a coach, and this is kind of like a sticky statement here, fix your face. Fix your face. Fix your face. Um, I think a lot of times, even outside of coaching and outside of our relationship with students, when we hear big news, when we hear bombs dropped on us, whether that's with a friend, a parent, a spouse, a coworker, our immediate reaction is to react big. Mm-hmm. It is is to show how we are feeling inside with our body language and especially with our face. So a lot of times, okay, in, in a small group setting, when your student drops something in your group and is directly saying that to you, you have to understand that that has taken them a lot of courage to say that. Mm-hmm. They have thought through this conversation in their head a lot more than what you give them credit. They, they, they came to small group 
driving their car thinking, am I going to say this? Yeah. Can I say this? Am I going to have the courage to say this? And the reason that they're telling this to you is because they have they have a level of trust in you. Yeah, it's really a win. If someone says something big like that in your group, uh, I know it's hard in the moment, but you should almost view that as a win. Like you, you've created enough to, uh, enough of a trusting scenario in your group uh, and dynamic that they're willing to jump yeah. in and share something. Yeah, and so I think that is that is a huge win for us. However, mm-hmm. with that said, they are hanging on not only to everything that you say, every word that you say, but they are hanging on to how you are going to to physically react to them. They, they are taking account for your, your face, for your body language. And so we have to be very careful about the, the type of emotion and reaction that we're displaying to them. This is so huge. And I tell this to a lot of our junior high coaches. Your students probably aren't going to remember the things that you speak into them, but they are going to remember how you make them feel. And let me give you just a quick story. I remember when I was a high school student, there was something going on in my world, in my family. And I went to one of my mentors. He was my student pastor and told him what he was, what was going on in my world. And to this day, I do not remember what he said to me. I don't remember the advice and how he spoke into that moment. However, that moment sticks out so much to me because I remember how that student pastor made me feel. I remember that he, he, he made me uh, feel heard. He made me feel loved in that moment. And he did not react with, with this, this negative emotion, this negative body language. He didn't have this exasperated face, but he, he remained calm. And um, in that moment, I knew that, that he could, uh, in a sense, take care of that moment. He could nurture that moment. Yeah. And, and I think your reaction is so important initially. And so, uh, and then that leads to the second thing I, I think that you have to do. And, and the second thing there with, with a, with a big subject like this is, is <laughs> deflect out of group time, maybe. <laughs> and I, and I, I know that's not maybe super helpful, but you have to make a decision very quickly as a coach. Uh, and this is a super scenario by scenario decision. Uh, basically it, the question for yourself is this, are my students in, in our group, are they capable enough to have a conversation about this thing in a mature way? Yeah. And if the answer is a maybe or a no, then you need to deflect the conversation. Figure out a way to, hey, thank you for sharing. Um, uh, when you say that, you, you're affirming their ability and their courage to share, but you're not affirming their actions. And so uh, you can do a good job. Like, hey, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, hey, maybe we should talk about this after group. And you yeah. can very quickly deflect to that. Uh, however, some of those conversations I think you maybe could have in group. And so um, someone says, hey, I went to a party. Hey, I got drunk. I got high last night. All right. Uh, if you have a group of older kids that you know are also dealing with that and you know that this kid that shared is probably not the only kid that had that happen this weekend, um, it's maybe worth talking about. Yep. And it's maybe worth letting the conversation kind of happen and organically go through that. And, and just know that if it's something that um, – Something along the lines of, of that, maybe, hey, they're sleeping with their girlfriend or boyfriend, um, and you know that the Bible has a pretty has pretty strong advice on that, um, you can let the conversation roll and then know that, hey, at the kind of the end of that conversation when it's winding down, you can you can leave the conversation with, hey, the, the Bible does say this. Um, and, and you knowing in the back of your head what the Bible says about something allows you to feel more confident letting a conversation develop. Because you don't feel like you have to jump in with your opinions or your thoughts. You can separate yourself from those opinions or thoughts by saying, hey, this is what the Bible says. And yep. here's what we're going to talk about. 
And um, what's good about that is it kind of puts you off the hook on maybe offending someone. Um, because like we said before, we care about your long-term relationship with the students. And so uh, let Jesus be offensive. Yep. You don't have to be offensive. Let Jesus be offensive. He's good enough at that <laughs> as it is. So yeah. let him do that. Um, I, I think a, a bomb we, we didn't talk about that would be 100% always deflect is like a something that's in the mandatory reporting realm. Yep. Like, hey, uh, my, uh, my brother is doing this to me. Mm-hmm. or my uncle, or uh, I'm being yelled at at home. Like those are conversations that um, even if you could talk about, don't. Um, mm-hmm. Deflect quickly from group time and move on. So the, the first thing to do, if, if this happens, hey, watch your face. Uh, the second thing is deflect, maybe. Um, I think if your group is capable and mature enough to have that conversation, I think having those conversations could be really good and healthy. Uh, and then what's the third thing, that really the most important yeah, thing? Yeah, the third thing is just follow up with your student. Um, circle back to that student. Um, And and you as the coach are going to be able to gauge what that timeline looks like, um, how frequently you're going to follow up with that student, who you need to bring in to that follow-up. There's going to be times where when you follow up with that student, that thing, that bomb that they dropped, you went through that too. You you made those decisions too when you were a high school student. And so when you follow up with them, um, those are conversations that you know you can handle um, pretty well because that that hits close to home. But there's going to be other bombs where you simply do not know how to how to relate, how to speak into that, and, and really like just how to love that person well, love that student well. And so maybe follow up looks like, hey, I need to bring Jake and Taylor into this, or hey, I know there's um, another guy coach, another girl coach that went through this. Maybe I can circle around and maybe we can, us three, go get coffee and we can follow up with with them. Um, So follow-up's huge. And I think why follow-up's huge is one, to make sure that uh, the student is being taken care of. But I, I, I believe this. I think a lie that Satan tries to speak into us is that the student doesn't want to engage it anymore. That the student, um, that this is too heavy. This is this is too hard to follow up with them. Um, they're, they're not going to want to talk about this further. But I, I know for a fact, students want to talk about this. That they want. They they already brought it up once. They they had the courage to bring it up once, and, and they are desperate for you as their leader, as their mentor, as their coach to follow up with them and, and to engage that and help them walk through that. Yeah, and, and follow up looks like uh, there's a few people to follow up with. Follow up with the student that actually said it. Um, I think when group time is over, you as the coaches should follow up and talk through how that scenario went and if you could do it better. If you, I, think if, I don't think if you're not actively thinking about what you could say differently, then I don't know if you're doing a great job. Yeah. Um, so you talk about that, debrief that, bring bring Taylor and I in on that to talk about it. Um, and also you may need, depending on what it is, you may need to follow up with other people in your group separately, depending on what the conversation was. And so uh, that's something just to keep in the back of your mind. Uh, it's definitely worth doing. So. Hey, three things. I know this is quick. I know we're, we're going through this and, and I know a lot of these things are um, scenario by scenario, but hey, um, if someone drops something in a group that's really tough, hey, watch your face. Uh, what you, uh, How you make them feel matters more than what you say. Uh, so that's really important. The second thing is deflect. Uh, deflect out of group time, maybe. <laughs> and uh, you make that decision as a coach. And if you need to do that, uh, make sure you encourage them and, and thank them for sharing without necessarily glorifying the behavior yeah. um, if it's something that doesn't need to be glorified. Um, and then follow up. And based on what the uh, the thing was, that either needs to happen really fast uh, or there's a little bit of lead time. But your follow up and you coming back to it uh, matters more than anything. And I'm just going to leave you to just remember that our goal as a ministry is to promote heart change, not behavior change. And so um, us like poo-pooing behavior 
isn't as effective as us pushing Jesus towards people. Yes. So end the conversation with Jesus, talk about what Jesus has to say, talk about what the Bible has to say, uh, and show them what Jesus looks like. So uh, those are the three things we got to do. Uh, if someone kind of drops a bomb in the group time, uh, next week, make sure to come back and kind of talk about this idea of like, hey, so I'm struggling to connect with my students. So uh, thanks for hanging with us. See you next Thanks, week. guys. Later.